show from a heavy metal perspective. From Danzig to death, to Dark Throne to Dr. Shrinker. Buckle up, things are about to get heavy. This is the Metal Podcast. Let's rock and roll. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to... Another edition of the Metal Podcast. I am your host, DJ, and I'm here with, as always, my best buddy, AC. How are you doing, old friend? I'm good, pal. How are you doing? You, you, have, a, you have a good day? Is it, you, I, I am good? enjoying this, uh, an, uh, some more June gloom, but, you know, I'm, I'm hanging in there. Are you surviving it as well? Uh, I'm doing my best to avoid the June gloom. You know, I'm, it's, it's, it's gloomy. Yeah, it, it gets pretty oh, gloomy. I yeah. I tend to stay indoors during June gloom. You know, it's just like you go you go around outside and you just you see all that gloom over you, and it, it and you just can't wait for July. I tell you, yeah, it's a, to celebrate our independence in more ways than one. If you know what I mean? And but how? I I do I do have a, a story sort of. That might be a little more uplifting in this this gloomy uh, this gloomy June, as we may put it. But uh, I saw I came across this old this old note I took that Playboy is using Cardi B as a way to rebrand the company because apparently they've been struggling ever since the whole hashtag Me Too movement and with Hugh, uh, you Hugh know Hefner what passing you know so what they're trying to appeal to a broader audience. I so actually. I actually think uh, I think that's a lie. I oh, what do you mean? No, I, no, it's real. I, I, that's a true statement. No, the Cardi B thing. I believe that's real, which uh, it's, to me seems like a mistake because she's like a stripper with an OnlyFans. So I don't know. You can probably see her naked pretty easily. No, I I think where Playboy she went was wrong, a stripper too. Yeah, I said that. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Right, I don't listen well. All that's right. O- yeah. That's okay. Continue. Who listens to me? No, <laughs> clearly nobody by our <laughs> analytics. Oh, <laughs> rim shot. Anyway, yeah, I don't think the Me Too is what hurt them. Um, they put a transgender uh, on the the cover once. Uh, that oh, I, I, didn't know I they think did that. Yeah, they did that, and um, some years ago they announced they weren't going to do nudes anymore. So they just they just did a bunch of things to to bungle their brand. So I think that's what hurt them. I don't think it was me too. I think that was a convenient excuse to cover up the, the problems actually came from, um, putting, um, a, a man with boobs in their magazine and then just being less than like the sports illustrated swimsuit edition or yeah, it seemed like, yeah, they weren't really, uh, catering to their audience. Kind of like what we've seen with, uh, I think Victoria's secret went like the same route with their like Victoria's secret angels and stuff. Didn't they have one with down syndrome? They did. Yeah, that's good. But I think most of them are like men now though. Oh, that's, that's even, even better. That's even, and, and, and they have like a lot of like plus size too, to embrace the wonderful. uh, It's all very, very like the Lizzo type. uh, Oh yeah. Yeah. Did you see that she was on the Simpsons? Did you see what she looks like? She uh, apparently lost a lot of weight. She looks good on the Simpsons. You mean? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So she's no longer five hundred pounds. No, she's probably closer to, closer to like Homer's weight. Oh, that. So well, well, that begs the question: Is Homer supposed to be like? Oh no, no, because uh, Homer said his weight in one episode because there was that episode where he gained three hundred pounds, 
He and did. Remember, he became like a he. He tried to to get on disability, so he gained <laughs> a bunch of weight. I don't remember don't, that one. I think the episode is called Homer the Great, or or King Size Homer. It's one of those names. Yeah, and he that just sounds it, fantastic. It's a really funny. Ep- like it's a classic episode. It's like R- Ralph says, "I heard your daddy went to the restaurant and ate all the food in the restaurant, <laughs> and they had to close the restaurant." <laughs> I do remember that part. Yeah, and so then, I have and seen then, it. And Lisa says, "Just because my dad gained a little weight doesn't mean he's some food crazed monster." And they look out the window, <laughs> and he's driving the ice cream truck and eating an ice cream bar. He's like, "Oh, I got that strawberry." That's pretty good. Yeah, so I I don't know. Is Lizzo supposed? I think Homer's supposed to be two hundred and forty pounds or two hundred and twenty pounds. Yeah, I was gonna say they make her look like she's around around that that weight, which they're probably trying to make it like even lower than that. Yeah, they can't have her looking like they can't have her looking like Peter from Family Guy. No, which she does. Um. Yeah, Lizzo is one of Lizzo is, is. just shows you that the entertainment industry has nothing but contempt for you. Because if like Lizzo was like a really amazing flute player and like played like classical flute, then it wouldn't be about like booty shaking. And seeing someone of that size doing that. And yeah, it's, and is it sustainable? Because I saw them do this. No, because you, those people die early of of like heart disease. You can't sustain yourself on that weight. Oh, you're talking about the music industry. Oh, sorry. Go on. Yeah. Right. Well, I was actually going to say, uh, in the baseball world, because they had this, uh, sports illustrated, I think they do this like body issue and they feature someone, I think usually like naked, but they decided to feature Prince Fielder. And he, he's a baseball player and he is around 300 pounds, but they were trying to make her what? No, he's an outfielder. His, uh, he's got, why is he so big? Why is he so big? Well, his father is Cecil Fielder and he he was putting up numbers, you know, in his twenties and, you know, he's hitting like uh, 50 home runs a year. Then he signed with the Texas Rangers and like, Two years into the contract, he ends up having a neck injury, and the doctor's like, you cannot play baseball ever again. You're done. And at, like, 30 years old. So I feel like it's been this trajectory of trying to push this unhealthy lifestyle on people, and it's proven that's not working out. It doesn't work in sports. It doesn't work in the music. It doesn't work in real life. It's not it doesn't healthy... work in movies. It doesn't work in TV. Mm. It doesn't work in any entertainment. It doesn't... Not even animation. No, no, it doesn't, it doesn't work. You you can't force people to like things that are ugly. That's, and that's the thing is you get disgusted by things that are, but why is that that ugly? Well, because your body looks at it and it, and it has a, 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 yeah, it has a, like a biological negative reaction to it. it. It's not because you've been conditioned to think this. It's just people see Big Fat Lizzo and they just think that you're supposed to like it. Otherwise you get punished. Like that's where we're at. It's not that people accept it and like, no, it's good to do. Lizzo's doing her thing. Now there are absolutely brain dead people that haven't looked at it. that Like they don't care, but most people see it and, and they don't like obesity. Do you remember that movie that came out? It was a cartoon movie where it was like a robot in the future. 
and he went to like, like, I think it was earth, but it was like covered in garbage. And then he saw the humans in the end and they were all these big fat pigs. And, and that was not meant to be endearing. It was meant to be kind of a warning. Do you remember that movie? I, I don't. Oh my gosh. It was like, it was like a Disney movie. It was like a, like a robot. He looked like the guy it's from like a Robot Short. Nine or something or something like that. Or like uh, he, he looked robot, like I don't know. no, I robots that Will Smith movie. No, <laughs> no, it's the, the um, Will Smith. Oh my gosh! It's his name sounds like Will. Is it called Willie? That the name of the movie? Will I am? No, that's that's the not a peas. robot. No, Black Eyed Peas are terrible. But that's, you know, that's <laughs> oh my gosh. What is that movie called? And there, there's like I a girl robot. You. Like, oh my gosh. He looks like Short Circuit. And he finds like a plant. I'm going to be Wally? honest. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh. Yes. That really? Was there were people in that? There, yeah. There, he was like yeah. looking for that plant the whole time. I took my brother to that and I was like, we just watched a robot just going, wow. Uh-oh. Yeah, at, for like the, two hours. At the end of the movie, he ran into the people, and they're all like four hundred pounds, and they're they're, <laughs> they're sitting in that chairs. Movie. Yeah, that's the that was the only thing I remember from that movie was the big fat humans. Yeah, he was like a rover type thing. Yeah, he looked like the guy from Short Circuit. But yeah. anyway, that that was that was in two thousand eight, and you're supposed to look at these big fat people, and 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 you're supposed to say it's a like, warning. Yeah, like wow, we we need to like we need to not be lazy and like, we need to get to work to make sure that this isn't our future. Like that's what that movie is supposed to be. But now aren't like 60% of Americans obese. I I think you're right. It might even be like 70%. And then I think maybe it's 70% overweight and 60% is obese. Yeah. Maybe that's what that is. And then obviously the morbidly obese is there too those numbers like playing the flute. i feel like what'd you say playing the flute playing the flute yeah the morbidly obese are playing the flute the lizzo yeah, reference yeah. remember lizzo yeah yeah, yeah they we were talking about like five minutes ago she doesn't play the flute yeah okay i want to say someone did a breakdown of how she plays the flute and she apparently she plays it very poorly does she play the flute Yes, that's her gimmick. Oh, thought, really? Yes. She, I thought and, it was just being still, a very large woman doing stuff that isn't sustainable and she might break the stage she's on and saying very vulgar things about the, embracing how drinking and being overweight is how you get guys to like you and then you get to reject guys oh, and she's you're like the anti-everything. Yeah. She's a, literally a 10. Can't even. No, what that's her gimmick is, is the flute. Okay. I didn't realize that. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And, and apparently she plays it very poorly. Like it's almost I was like, say pretending. she looks like she's got good windpipes for that. You know, she could sustain the notes. You'd think she'd be, you know, the jazz flute. Was she like Ron Burgundy? She I really don't... plays the flute. Look it up. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to see that. We just, well, I mean, you don't have to look at it. You can just type in, does Lizzo play the flute? <laughs> <laughs> you have a keyboard, right? Let me uh, ask Chat GPT if Lizzo plays the flute. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm I'm sure th- they'll tell you the answer, even though Chat GPT I'm sure is programmed to lie, like that robot in that one movie, you know, uh, Molly. 
Terminator. I was Wally programmed to lie. Literally, the <laughs> only thing I remember about Wally was the big. Lizzo was classically trained on the flute since ten years old. Yeah, I don't and believe, took uh, yeah. music lessons from Claudia Momen. Yeah, uh, I don't know who. It doesn't. It doesn't also, matter. I think this is worth reading the next okay, two sentences. Well, go ahead. Let's do it. Let's she do also it. played flute in the marching band while a student at the University of Houston. And during the height of the COVID-19 pandemic, she performed with the New York Philharmonic. 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 Orchestra. Uh, I thought I was going to say like philanthropic or something. Philharmonic. All right. So uh, that definitely wasn't worth reading. Yeah, it's done. Okay. I just want to see how much Lizzo weighs. <laughs> I thought you were going to say how much she was worth. She No, she weighed. Okay, so apparently she's uh two forty eight down from three oh eight. And they called it an and amazing that's progress. Yeah, yeah, well they called it an amazing yeah. body transformation. I, I mean well, I that's guess when you lose all the weight. She's halfway yeah. there. Or oh, a third of the weight. Yeah, I was gonna say, boy, no. <laughs> no. no, no, no. <laughs> Yeah, one one eighty six. Yeah, one eighty six is real. Fifty pounds as a woman. How tall is she? She's five ten. Because that that, is, that does matter. Because if, if she were like six three, like okay, you only need to lose like you know maybe thirty more pounds. Okay, but she's she's five ten. So yeah, that's still. I feel like the NFL could take her. They could. Oh, use well, I, her that's for like that's a, what I heard. She could get you a yard, dude. Yeah, she I I, could, I wow. heard she's uh she's gonna be starting for the Raiders. <laughs> It makes sense. Lizzo insists she isn't working out to lose weight. Lizzo is Lizzo is actually here to to remind you that the system does hate you. Like the the entertainment industry exists to to gaslight you. It wants you to think that this is what people are interested in, but they're not. Like who wants to see this? Because the thing is I'm sure there is some girl that's smoking hot that plays the flute. And the fact that she says that her goal of working out isn't to lose weight shows that her being fat is part of her gimmick. I'm not trying to lose weight. I'm a big fat pig. And here's a, there's like a TikTok of her and she has like a pastry chef hat on. She is really ugly. This is, this is really upsetting. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, she's got to sing, dance, and rap, and she has to play the flute. That's why she and and she has to hype a crowd. Yeah, that's that's why she has to. Uh, that's why she has to work out. It has nothing to do with needing to lose weight, but because that just shows you that that is the gimmick. I think. Okay, right here. I just wanted to stitch this to show support to you because this creator specifically said I'm looking for people I can resonate with. Lizzo said, "I think a lot of people see a fat person that way." And immediately just assume everything they are doing is trying to be thin. I'm not trying to be thin. I don't ever want to be thin. There you go. She wants to be fat. And and these are people that are put out to be role models. Yeah. The, role, role models are manufactured. Because what they do is they go out and they find someone. They say, who who could we market? And they saw this big fat cow and they said, let's market this. Not because this is what the kids are into, but we're going to make the kids into this. I, I have a hard time believing anyone likes her outside of other really fat girls. 
that don't want to lose weight because losing weight is hard and they want to see someone that's really successful. That's just really big, fat and ugly. So she, she is, she's only, I, I would bet money. She's only liked by people like that. Like if you want like the butt shakes, there's plenty of other artists like Cardi B, as we said, or, um, Meg the stallion. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I'll take your word for that one. Yeah. But I'm sure every, every thin artist now is uh, Shakira. They're, they're, they're less than 250 pounds. So you've got a very, very large amount of uh, people that, that could take her stead. Right. No, 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 no. No, you're missing the point. The point is if that's what like people want, the butt dances, they're not going to go to someone fat and ugly. They're going to go to someone that they find attractive. Like this is an ugly person doing something sexual. Uh, there was a TV show from the early two thousands where there was a fat character that would constantly try to be sexy. And the joke was that it just revolted everybody. Lizzo is that person in real life. Like this is just a fat, gross, ugly woman doing sexy things and just causing ED to men around the globe. So this is there to, to, to piss you off and to show you that the music industry has nothing but contempt for you. Like you, you want something popular too bad. We will give you what we want. Like we, we will tell you what's popular. Okay. I was thinking, I was thinking about this the other day. Like, uh, do you think in your lifetime you'll ever make a hundred million dollars? I mean, I like to shoot for the, I said, the moon do you and think land in the you stars? Will. I said, do you think you will? Realistically, do you think you'll ever get a hundred million dollars in your lifetime? Like just sitting in the bank or something, or just making a hundred million over my lifetime? I guess that's the same thing. Uh, having, have, for 20 years. having a hundred million in your bank account. Okay. Uh, that's it's more no than yes, but you know, I am an optimistic person, but let's be real for a minute and I'll like, probably not. Something's okay. got to really, really go my now, way. Okay. Now, how about this? In your current job, do you think you'll make a hundred million in your lifetime? It's possible. Uh, I didn't say, is it possible? I said, do you think you will? Yes, I think I will. You think you'll make a hundred million in your lifetime? Yeah, I'm going to do it. Okay. All right. I'm going to hold you to that. Without screwing people over too. Okay then. All right. Well, then moving on. All right. You go ahead. Okay. Well, she's been rewarded for her, uh, her, her take for doing what she does. Her net worth is $40 million, Lizzo. And it's funny, they say that she wasn't an overnight success and that she was absolutely you know, made, an overnight success. I yeah. didn't know who she was. And all of a sudden she was everywhere. Yeah. Well, and that's every, that's literally every single pop star is an overnight success. <laughs> well, Very, it's even better. Ve- oh, go ahead. Go go ahead. For it. Well, okay. I was going to say that she spent years, it says she spent years honing her artistry and flute playing in the Minneapolis music scene, even getting a boost from the city's most famous musician, Prince, who invited her to record at Paisley Park, his legendary studio home compound. And then uh, he Lizzo appeared on the Purple One's 2014 album. So it's like she they literally just 
contradicted yourself in less than three sentences that like it, she literally was an overnight success. She had Prince booster. Like that's this stuff is wild, man. Well, that that's what they, they always throw at people is they, they, they kind of gloss over that. Like, oh yeah. I mean, she, she was an overnight success. Like sure, sure. There's some Prince boosted her, you know, one of the most models, successful music, but still she did it all on her own. That's how they do it. They, they like to pretend that, these people, they, they did it themselves. They did it all themselves. Hey, I'm a, you know, it's just self-made musician. I did it all on my own. Who helped you? Uh, everybody in the music industry. But other than that, I did it all on my own. And the most popular people too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it was it, the, the most popular and most connected and most well-known people put my name out there. Now, before you um, uh, derailed what I was saying, which I yes. know for a fact you're not going to make $100 million in your lifetime. Hey. Um, no, you're not. You're not. But anyway, if someone gave you $500 million, you could probably make $100 million with that. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's basically just, how just the music. Alone. <laughs> yeah, that's basically how the, the music industry works is they have so much money to throw around that they Oops. can put it in, in front of these, these crappy artists because the, the, what they used to do in the seventies, eighties, even the nineties, cause they used to, you know, they had all these one hit wonders because they had all these musicians that were trying they, these people that were writing songs and they were playing shows. They got together with bands and they said, Hey, like, you know, let's all, let's, let's, Let's be the next big thing. Yeah. Yeah. Blah, blah. And that's how a lot of these scenes started, but there was all these one hit wonders, all these people that were just, they kind of sounded like the bands that were, that were popular and they had like one hit that was pretty good. And then just everyone moved on and that that's just how it was. And now they don't have to do that anymore. Instead of having the, a bunch of one hit wonders, you can just have 10 artists and those, those are going to be what the music scene is because like we've said, there is no more metal scene. There's no punk rock. There's no funk. There's no blues. There's no jazz. All these things that do exist, these small niche genres, they, they have their own followers and that's what keeps them sustained. The music industry doesn't prop them up. Maybe some, some major labels will sign these people to, to make some, some bucks off of them. But for the most part, they're not pushing them out there. You know, they're, they're, you're not going to have like municipal waste at the MTV Video Music Awards. You're not get, you're not going to have mammal hands at the MTV Video Music Awards. You're going to see the same people every time because it's easier than than having all these one hit wonders that aren't going to have any real staying power. You can just have 17 producers write the next song for Jay-Z. And then there's your, there's your big song. You got uh, 700 million uh, plays on Spotify. Okay. Now we have 13 producers writing the next Miley Cyrus song, 900 million plays on Spotify. So uh, now, uh, now we got this big fat butt dancer with, uh, with the flute, Eight, 800 million plays on Spotify. We don't need more artists. We'll just have the, the same few and then people don't notice it. So now anyone, so like if Lizzo can do it, you can do it. So, you know, keep trying and, and keep, keep grinding and, and, 
going going into the the music industry go ju- jump into that to that slaughterhouse and see how well you do if lizzo can do it you can do it but the problem is that you probably can't do it and you're probably extremely talented and lizzo is doing it and lizzo maybe has some amount of talent i mean she's doing shows and has some songs and is playing the flute but it's it's not utilized in a way that people really care. I'm not going to listen to a Lizzo song. I've heard maybe 15 seconds of one song. And the thing is with all these pop artists, like this R&B and rap or whatever, this, this junk top 40, it all sounds the same. And that's probably because it's all written by the same producers. It all sounds the same. Like no one's like, Wow, this this new Hannah Montana or Miley Cyrus song. This song, dude, this is really unique. I've never heard anything like this before. No one's ever said that. No one's ever said, "Wow, no one raps like Jay-Z." No one rap, no one sings like Chris Brown. No one's like Drake. And you could say, "Well, Drake has like has sappier lyrics." Well, still, how how much different does Drake sound than any other rapper? Like when you hear Drake, do you think, man, nobody sounds like this versus like a band like Led Zeppelin where bands don't really sound like Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin had a very distinct sound. Even Metallica for all the crap we give them, they do have a distinct sound. It's not a good sound, but it is distinct. No other thrash band sounded like Metallica. Yeah, you're right. There, There's no, um diversity in music anymore we've been touched on that before and i think one thing we haven't talked about is okay it is incredibly easy to make or produce this type of music you get a computer uh put some beats together it's not like it's not like uh you know lil john has something that you and i can't use to create the same type of beats for these people so i think you know do you think that um there's something bigger going on with all these producers being yes or getting writing credits that yeah. there might be, you know, some type of financial gain, because I think you're right. No, all I don't stuff think it's financial. The same. I don't think it's financial. I think it's social. okay. Social, but I think, but I think it's, that? but I think it's, I think it's just the only finance part of it is it's just cheaper to just keep the same group of people instead of branching out. Cause why would you like put, why would you invest in a other, like a new rapper when you could just fall back on Jay-Z or, uh, Drake or, uh, uh Fetty Wap, especially when you yeah. have people like Fetty Wap that are just going to go to jail. So you can just have the same people do. And when I say social, uh, what I mean is they're, 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 uh, directing the culture and you, you don't, you, you don't want to try something new when everything is going the way you want it to go. That makes sense. Yeah. So I, I think the only, the only financial thing, the only fiscal reason w- would be just, we don't have to invest in and in reinvent the wheel because people are fine with the, the same old wheel that we have. Yeah. And I think the difference too, is with bands, it's very rare. You'd have the same lineup for more than like, a couple albums, you know, yeah. it's rare to even have someone for five years. So there's 
turnover, there's learning, there's uh, camaraderie, there's getting, you know, the writing credits or, or figuring all that stuff out when you just have one, like, okay, Jay-Z, here's the lyrics. Here's, here's the beat. Here's the paper. Here, here you Read go. These. Yeah. And do this. Like, and, it, but, and, but, it's, and, it's, and before anybody says, and before anybody says, no, Jay-Z writes all this, shut up. We're just using this as an example because Jay-Z is someone everyone knows, but go on. Exactly. No, that's, that's pretty much like where I was going with that is that it's, you don't have to deal with all these different personalities. They seem like it really is assembly line created. And now like, you don't really kind of, I wouldn't say upset me, but just, I saw this article. It's a little bit, not old, but it was about the, uh, the last Super Bowl, And it says Rihanna to headline Super Bowl halftime show. Jay-Z calls her self-made in business and entertainment, self-made in business and entertainment. And we like, we know this is not true. Well, let's pull up. Her, I'm going to pull up her Wikipedia right now. Let's, let's, uh, let's look at her She's early career. Over a billion. Well, yes. So she formed a musical trio with two classmates in Barbados. Uh, they auditioned for. Um, or with American record producer, Evan Rogers. Okay. So Evan Rogers, Carl Sturkin and Evan Rogers, New York based songwriters and record producers. They have produced hits for Ruben Stuttered. That I remember that guy, Wild Orchid. American Chris, Idol. Yep. Yep. Christina Aguilera. Like two, I think so. And like one of the first or second ones. Yeah. Evelyn Champagne King. And they helped build the career of Rihanna. Okay, so if she's self-made, well, looks like Carl Sturkin and Evan Rogers pretty much made her. Now, this is the, the reason why I wanted to look this up is, um, so these guys, Evan Rogers and Carl Sturkin. So these guys go back to the 80s. They started their careers in the New York R&B scene of the 80s. During that time, Rogers released a full-length solo album, Love Games, for RCA Records. Then he'll release a second album, Faces of Love for Capital, four years later. The duo produced Gavin Christopher for EMI Manhattan, scoring their first big hit with Gavin Christopher's One Step Closer to You. I don't know what that is, but it doesn't matter. Someone does. They also worked on the legendary Beat Street soundtrack. I know that movie. That was the second movie that came out about breakdancing. That came out in 1985. They began to build a reputation by producing such artists as Cheryl Lynn, Stephanie Mills, Jennifer Holliday. They then crossed over the pop world by engineering the comeback of Donny Osmond, writing and producing the number two smash soldier of love and the top 10 hit sacred emotion. So I don't need to go through this whole thing, but the, these guys are, they're someone they, they've been around. They, they've, they've, they worked in the industry and Rihanna was able to just audition with them. Do you think that if, if you and I formed some kind of musical act that we would get a, an audition with someone like this? No. And I was thinking with bands like, oh, is, is there a scout in the audience tonight? Like, is there a network talent scout out there? You know, like, how can that fall in your lap? Like, no, to answer your question, no, that's not going to happen with me and you. It's not, it's not no. going to happen. So, so she was connected somehow. So some, like, okay. They didn't have a name or any material. Just she grabbed two of her friends and they got an audition in front of American record producer, 
Evan Rogers. This, this, let me tell you how this industry works. You don't just get an audition. This would be like if you wanted to be an actor and you just, and you just got an audition with Steven Spielberg. You don't just get an audition. It'd be one thing if, if she came across some guy and, and he's like, I have an idea. And he went to school with someone that worked at Capitol records. And then he said, Hey, I, I think this person might be, uh, marketable. Do do you, do you think you could, I have a, I have a moment to, to interview them or, or see, see what you can do with them. That would be more likely. And that might be what, what happened, something similar to that, because you don't just get an audition. And again, like, uh, like Lady Gaga, she was actually performing for a, a decent amount of time. Like she was doing shows in small clubs and bars. I don't know how long, probably not that long because she's one of the biggest acts in the world. And, uh, again, I, I think all this stuff is, um, uh, completely fabricated and, and because the, look at this story. She formed a musical trio with two of her classmates and without a name or any material. It'd been one thing if they didn't have a name, but they wrote a bunch of songs. Like, it doesn't matter what our name is. We're going to write songs and we're going to sing and we're going to be good. And we're going to put our heart and our soul into it. And we're going to dance and we're going to show the world that no one is as good as us. And then they got an audition after they had a, a full demo that they sent out to everyone. And then one person saw it and it was Evan Rogers. No, without a name or material, <laughs> without a it's name like a or movie. material. Yeah. They just, they just got, uh, an, uh, an audition with this guy. And then this is what he said. The minute Rihanna walked into the room, it was like the uh, two girls didn't exist. Rihanna the went to Roger's hotel room where she performed renditions of destiny's child emotion and Mariah Carey's hero. Uh, yeah. You, uh, women in the entertainment industry, you don't just go into a guy's hotel room and audition. Dude. That's not how it works. So this and guy might be some kind girls. of me too. Oh, I, it looks yeah, like yeah. they just threw her out. Impressed. Rogers yeah. scheduled a second meeting with Rihanna's mother and invited Rihanna to the United States to record demos that could be sent to record labels. Okay. So she's not self-made. Evan Rogers made her. Uh, again, self-made. I, I self would buy it. Obviously, and entertainment. <laughs> yeah. Obviously you, you do have Lizzo some meeting. <laughs> yeah. There, there's some leeway like, okay. So if she's not self-made, who's self-made? Like, okay. All right. Metallica was self-made. Granted, you know, they, they still, they took a lot of Dave's songs. Uh, I, I also believe they took a lot of Exodus's songs. I can't prove that, right. but I, I, I think that is something that when probably Kirk happened. Left Exodus. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the opening to like creeping death just sounds like metal storm face the slayer, which is on show no mercy, which came out a year before ride the lightning. But again, Metallica did the work. So self-made i would buy self-made if she got her two friends and they started writing songs and they started doing shows and they started going around the world and let's say it was 2003 so let's say that she filmed some stuff and she put it on like early internet video hosting sites like stage six or daily motion or something like just say like even myspace and then she gets noticed there and then 
after she had built up her own following and then she got uh, like a, a lot of uh, friends on MySpace, then she gets contacted by whatever record label she's on. And then she's like one of the biggest names in the world. Okay. I will call that self-made. That's not what happened because there is a mystery of how did she meet this guy? So Evan Rogers, I, I don't, okay. If I read this thing, cause I was going to say, I don't know where Evan Rogers lives, but here she got an audition with him. She's from Barbados. Okay. Uh, Barbados. Isn't that in the Caribbean? I believe so. Yes. Okay. So that's not an island, not in America. Okay. So she's in St. St. Michael Barbados. Okay. Let's let's uh, just Barbados. Where is that? Uh, it looks like it's, um, North of South Africa or South America. All right. So not, it is in the, it's in the Caribbean. Okay. So, so that being said, um, she got an interview with this guy and in the second interview, he invited her to his hometown to make a demo. So she got an interview. She got, well, well, okay, sure. We can do that. But uh, I mean, that's, that's likely, but what I'm saying is she got this audition with this guy, not in America and (laughs) he doesn't live in, or he lives in America. So what happened? Because look, I'll, I'll read this again. Impressed, Rogers scheduled a second meeting with Rihanna's mother present and then re- invited Rihanna to his hometown in the United States. Okay, so at that time, he was not in his hometown. And that means she wasn't in his hometown. So she just got an audition with this guy? I guess I have to look at his, his Wikipedia to, to see what happened. All right. All right. So here's the, the 2000 story for, for, um, Carl Sturkin and Evan Rogers in the two thousands. As the nineties came to a close and teen pop died down 98 degrees, double platinum album revelation was their last album of this style. So it looks like, uh, they collaborated with, uh, 98 degrees. Oh, and uh, they wrote a song for in sync. Uh, do do several songs for Christina Aguilera's debut album. Uh, collaborations with Christina Milian and Emma Bunton. Emma Bunton is a, is a spice girl. Uh, oh. they, they had songs on multi-platinum debut albums, of Jessica Simpson. Al Sue, I have no idea who that is. Uh, Mandy Moore and Anastasia. I don't know who that is either. Um, so they, so they, they're something. They, they're not like because all this stuff from the '80s. I had not heard of any of that. I have no idea who Sherilyn, Stephanie Mills, or Jennifer Holiday is. I have no idea who those people are. So it's it's completely possible. I'm just painting a picture for everybody. It's possible that these guys are kind of like. C-list producers, and then they happen to meet Rihanna, and they, it just t- total blew up. Or... Yeah, total total accident, and then they just they were the right place, the right time. But no, if you look in the nineties, they wrote produced songs for Debbie Gil- Gibson. Um, uh, let's see, someone called Eternal. I have no idea who that is. They by request, I don't know, but I, I know the other song, the other people I know who NSYNC is. I know who Mandy Moore is. Uh, they 
wrote a song that had Luther Vandross. I know who Luther Vandross is. Yeah, I know who Emma Bunton is. And uh, I know Jessica Simpson is, yes. I know who Christina Aguilera is. And and most of the world knows who most of these people are. Because it's one of those things, I don't like top 40, but if I know who the artist is, then probably everybody else does too. Yeah, even you know, starving children in in Africa know who these people are. Like these are they're that famous. So here's their 2000s story. As the 90s came to a close, teen pop died down. 98 Degrees double platinum album Revelation was their last album of this style. Sturkin and Rogers changed gears once again, discovering and developing Javier, who they signed to Capitol Records. Now I have no idea who that is. But sounds uh, like someone important. Well, I don't, maybe they are, but I, one thing I wanted to, uh, I wanted to, to go into with this is this is like I was saying earlier, they used to try to make these artists and they all turned out to be one hit wonders and they were one hit wonders because they spent a lot of money marketing and, and promoting these people and all their songs are interchangeable. Like there are a lot of pop songs from bands that are one hit wonders and they don't, they, they just sound like pop. Um, a good example is the song, the promise by when in Rome, you know, that song. Mm, yeah. So that band, all their other songs suck. And, and that, and that just happens. These bands, they, they, they just have a song that I, I bet there's a bunch of bands that have songs that sound like these cheesy pop one hit wonders that are all good in their own way, but we just haven't heard them. But the ones we've heard is because they've spent millions and millions and millions to get it all over the airways to try to make the next big thing to reinvent the wheel where now I think they've, they've, they've caught on. They said, we don't need to reinvent the wheel because we have our wheel here and everyone is fine with this wheel. So back, back to this, this blurb, they wrote and produced the majority of Javier's debut album, including hit single crazy. Clive Davis hired the team to work on Kelly Clarkson's debut album for which they wrote the hit single. The trouble with love is I've never heard that and was mm -hmm. featured in the movie love actually. And I've heard of that movie, never seen it. I couldn't tell you what the poster looks like, but I know that's a movie that exists. And I remember, uh, it being referenced in, in various pop culture. The Davis connection continued with the American idol project in 2004 as well as Rod Stewart's As Time Goes By, the, the Great American Songbook 2, and two tracks for Ruben Studdard's double platinum debut album, Soulful. So these, again, these are not nobodies. And then right here, this is, this is where, uh, you know, this is the crux of everything. The duo then decided to begin developing artists in earnest, forming syndicated rhythm productions in 2005. Their first signing was Rihanna, whom Rogers discovered while visiting in Barbados. Well, while visiting family in Barbados, sorry. They brought her to Jay-Z and L.A. Reid at Def Jam Records, and she was signed within hours of her audition. Rihanna's first single, Ponda Replay, Ponda Replay, or yeah. Ponda Replay, I don't know. Co-written and produced, I only know that song because there's a Weird Al Polka song. Hey, Mr. <laughs> DJ, ponder replay. Hey, Mr. DJ, turn the music up. I, I didn't know that was a Rihanna song, but I do know that uh, as the Weird Al thing. 
So co-written and produced by Sturkin and Rogers went on to be a worldwide smash. Rihanna's second album, A Girl Like Me, contained hit singles SOS and Unfaithful and established her as an international star. 2007, Rihanna scored one of the biggest singles of the year with Umbrella. The follow-up single, Shut Up and Drive, was written and produced by Sturkin and Rogers, became a top 10 hit worldwide, as well as featured in the movies 21, I Love You Man, Cars, and Wreck-It Ralph. Good Girl Gone Bad went on to be one of the best-selling albums of the year, selling 50 million copies worldwide. As of November, Rihanna sold 50, November 2013, Rihanna sold 50, 50 million albums at 180 million singles worldwide. So it doesn't say how she how she knows these people. She she was discovered by this guy visiting family in Barbados. Okay, you don't just that you don't just no. like discover people. <laughs> like again, I, and I I have to be very Not unless thorough. you're searching there. Maybe right. you well well maybe again. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. No 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 no. Right. They had no. They didn't have a name and material. Okay, all right. Not, I'm just saying that I, how it I, works I, in like baseball. They'll go to like Japan or they'll yeah, go but base, to okay. This would be like I I'm the best baseball player in the world. Where okay. have you played? I've never played before. That's the equivalent of what Rihanna was. Like, okay, no, like yeah. if like if I I wanna I wanna try out for the Dodgers, they're not just gonna let me try out. They'll probably say, okay, where did you play? Like what college? Or what AAA team or whatever, all that. And if I just say, oh, I never played any of that. They're not going to just let yep. me try out. No, you'll be like. And that's, uh, and that's why I have, yeah, they'll tell me that, like, get, get the heck out of here. You, you freaking maniac. Get lost. You didn't bring your glove. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 show up in, I show up with a hockey <laughs> stick and like, yeah. and like, uh, and a tennis racket. Tennis, oh, you said tennis racket. And, and I got <laughs> shoulder pads on. And, uh, uh, what, what other nonsense? It doesn't matter. But, but again, I have to, I have to paint this picture. I have to be very thorough because it's one thing if, if this guy hurt, like I'm visiting family, like, Hey, have you heard about this new act? Like they don't even have a name. Mm -hmm. They just come out and they play songs. Even if it was, they don't play their own songs. They play other pop hits, but they're really, really good singers and they put on a really good show. Like, okay, I'll come hear them. No, he just, he just discovered them arbitrarily. Just discovered yeah, you Rihanna. Can, you can actually sing. If you start singing, you can probably be a, a singer. Yeah. Like that's what happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like no name, no material. I hear your yeah. voice. Yeah. Okay. Random girl on the street. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm a guy that's, that's pr- produced probably like 50 million albums like are like albums that have sold like 50 million dollars worldwide mm-hmm. oh you don't have a name you, oh you you don't have any songs yeah come into my hotel room for an audition get out of here this woman was not self-made this whole industry is a joke this is this is so silly and, and people believe this crap as and just to say like, oh, she's a, um, what did Jay-Z say that self-made business and entertainment one, this woman was not self-made in entertainment. Not at all. This woman Mm-mm. is connected to someone that made her, someone knew that she was exploitable and they decided, okay, we're going to exploit her somehow. All right. And as far as her business goes, they just, people recognize her name because uh, like as a, a musical artist, because that was a thing that that musicians used to do is they used to get into business. Like, oh, we'll just 
put our name on something, whether it's like a sports drink or a clothing line or whatever it is. And, and their name just drives it. It's people know that name. Like, Oh, I like Rihanna. I'll buy her dumb clothes, especially young girls. Cause that's who most of the stuff is marketed. You're supposed, you're supposed to look up to her. And now she's the, uh, a makeup icon. Yeah. Yep. She sells makeup everywhere. And I, and I'm, and it's not self-made because she's ironically riding her own coattails. Do you know who she was um, with before ASAP Rocky? Uh, some, some like Iranian guy, I, I, Hassan Jamil. Saudi billionaire businessman named Hassan Jamil. Okay. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he's deputy and vice chairman of Saudi Arabia operations of the family owned international conglomerate business, Abdul Latif Jamil. So that's a family owned a uh, diversified business founded in Saudi Arabia in 1945 by the late Sheikh Abdul Latif Jamil operating <laughs> so across I'd... seven court. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Th- th- this whole and that's thing... the business part. That's even worse than the entertainment. Part. Yeah. Like you already made money in the entertainment. Then you even are with like this billionaire, a like, Saudi I mean, billionaire, a, a Saudi billionaire, uh, yeah. not just like a billionaire, but a Saudi billionaire. Sh- <laughs> like th- this is like being, like I'm self-made. I'm, I'm I'm married to George Soros. Like it's that it's that level of shame. Or even even if you just got an inheritance of ten million dollars, and you're like, you know what? I I earned this. I'm self-made. Like Dude, no, there, there's like, like pe- there's people on TikTok and Instagram that are like that. They're, I, they're I, like, I'm sure they're actually they eat Tide Pods too. Well, they're yeah, they're trust fund babies, and they're like, you're poor because you don't make savvy yeah. business decisions like I do. Yeah, but I, I was born into older parents that were extremely wealthy. <laughs> yeah. Be, be, why aren't you like and, that? Huh? Yeah. Well, you, yeah, that's crazy. No. Yeah. And, yeah Jay-Z saying Rihanna is a generational talent, a woman of humble beginnings who has surpassed ex- expectations at every turn, said Jay-Z, whose rock nation is an executive producer of uh, the Super Bowl. Uh, a person born on the small island of Bar- Barbados, or is it Barbados? I don't know how to say it. It's who Barbados. became one of the most <laughs> prominent artists ever? Self-made in business and entertainment. Yeah, it's just just wonderful. And yeah, I'm not even going to talk about this Super Bowl story, but it's just like how ignorant is it just to say that you're self-made, like amongst well, those circumstances? And it seems like every artist is self-made i'm sure if we look at who she's with asap rocky i'm sure he's self-made i'm sure he's a straight shooter as well uh asap rocky wasn't he the guy that got arrested in like sweden and and donald trump pardoned him and then when when he got back to america he told trump to like, <laughs> f off isn't that what happened i mean that, that sounds about right you know I, you had said too like it used to be a thing to like meet the president and we've had so many sports teams be like you know what i'm not gonna visit the president after we win like the championship and it's like it's such a weird thing where kim kardashian meets the president and then like the golden state warriors won't meet the president like who who do these athletes and entertainers think they are now like they're totally dangling in our face and now like i'm sure all these guys are like steph curry is probably like i'm self-made and his dad is like the best six man of all time del curry it's like no i mean sure you have there's an element of work you have to put into it sure but 
those networks, not everyone can access those. Like me and no. you cannot meet those NBA guys unless we're willing to put up like tons of money to meet them for like 10 minutes. And that's the thing like, is <laughs> this is this is why I bring up the hundred million thing, because you have to be connected to make that amount of money. Like you, maybe you'll make like $5 million in your, and I, they say the average person makes a million in their lifetime, but I'm talking about having it like having access right, right. to that at one time. Maybe you'll, you'll, yeah, like, you'll get to that point, but you're not going to get to the hundred million dollar mark. You have to already be connected. And yeah, I've, I've said it to you. If you want to become a billionaire, you have to at least know one first. And same thing with the hundred millionaires. Like you got to kind of climb the ladder. Like, well, cause you, yeah. yeah and and but you got to know how they live as well. <laughs> and the important thing about that is you don't know them because more importantly, they don't know you and they don't want to know you because they don't need to know you. You cannot do anything for billionaires, but other billionaires can do things for other billionaires. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and they can have the, these people's Carl Sturgeon and Eric Rogers or whatever his name is. Aaron Rogers. Evan uh, Rogers. Was Evan? I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Aaron Rogers <laughs> discovered Rihanna. Aaron, the quarterback? <laughs> well, formerly, not anymore. Oh, wait, no, I'm thinking, like, I, no, 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 no. I was thinking Aaron Hernandez. Aaron Hernandez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're thinking of Aaron Hernandez. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, that guy. I he mean, he was probably that. a rapper, too. He was like, am I going to do football or rap? I don't Whichever know. Whichever pays he's probably, more. He's probably a great rapper. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Oh, I'm sure he is. He's at least a fan of um, Wapa with the Choppa. Oh, I, I'm, just, I'm just Googling right now. Aaron Hernandez, rapper. <laughs> See, uh, See if he rapped. The crazy thing is that, do you know who his teammate was at uh, Florida no, State? No, but go on. Tim Tim Tebow. Oh, that's do funny. you know who he is? Yes, I do know who Tim Tebow is. <laughs> Isn't that he's, crazy? He's, Tim the Tebow is the quarterback. he's the opposite person <laughs> of Aaron Hernandez. And and you know who got all the crap in college? Tim Tebow. Of course Because he, he yeah, you know, because he, I, I think when he did, uh, he put like, what was it, like John 316 on uh, on his like eye black or whatever. Well, he did it during one game and it triggered like, I don't know, like tens of millions or millions of people searched that Bible verse. I thought that was kind of cool, but it was like, yeah, that guy totally got like, uh, like demonized for lack of a better term. Like no one liked him kneeling and praying after a touchdown or whatever. I don't but know. But it's okay for Colin Kaepernick to do it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. There, yeah there you go. So fun. apparently, apparently Aaron Hernandez uh, had four rap tracks uh, when he was in prison. <laughs> <laughs> who would he do it with who's his uh producers uh probably <laughs> carl sturkin and evan rogers <laughs> yeah, they, just, they, they, they discovered him while meeting some family in prison yeah and, they, they, <laughs> and even though aaron aaron uh, aaron hernandez he had no name <laughs> or um or material he decided yeah. to uh to have a, an interview with him anyway yeah so yeah um, ASAP Rocky, just looking him up. This guy's a piece of trash too. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. This guy sucks. And his debut was like, he debuted at like number one. So it's like, how, yeah. how are these guys marketed like that? You know, I mean, obviously because they're they, marketed, they spend not like so much money. No, no. These record producers, these record companies, they spend like tens of and hundreds of millions on these people. Because they're forcing everyone to like them. It debuts at number one because you 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 give someone enough money 
And then like, say like, I want you to make this much money through investments. And uh, there is a set amount of money that it will take for someone to do that. Maybe someone who's really business savvy, they can make $50,000 out of $10. Maybe someone is, is so terrible with money that it's going to take them a hundred billion dollars of investing to make 50,000. There is some amount of money that, that will get people to make something back. And that's what they do. Like these, these, this industry literally has trillions of dollars to spend on getting these people into everybody's home screen, essentially, whether it be news or their top of their Spotify or YouTube, whatever it is, they're spending all this money. And, and I, I will, I will be a a mule on this, not a mule, like, um, Fetty Wap or ASAP Rocky, (laughs) but like, you know, like the farm animal, where You're not gonna I, put a balloon up your uh, keister? No, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be that kind of mule. No, uh, okay. I, I will not move. That this music is not popular. I, I understand that young generations are dumb, but a lot of the reason why they're dumb is because they have been punished for thinking, or they've been shown that people get punished for thinking. They are denied all real art and culture. Instead, they're given rap. Their role models are, um, professional sport athletes and, uh, we know how degenerate they are. Yeah. Uh, uh, politics is almost indifferentiable, uh, uh, indistinguishable. Sorry. It's indistinguishable from a WWE wrestling. <laughs> we're, no, we're, you're right. There, there was that, there was that Mike judge movie, idiocracy that yes. we're not too far off from that reality. Like inflation, super high. The president is a joke. Everyone is stupid. There's no art. There's no culture. So instead you get ASAP Rocky and you have Jay-Z saying ludicrous is a lyrical genius and Rihanna is self-made. He doesn't get the credit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and Lizzo and, is healthy. And yeah, and people believe that. Well, no, it's not the, oh yeah, they do say Lizzo is healthy, but they say it's, it's unfair to suggest otherwise. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. You can't do that. Yeah. It's not just that she's healthy. It's just even like suggesting the, 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 the opposite is true. Oh my God. How dare you? Lizzo is beautiful at any size, even when she's 300 pounds. How, how dare you? And you know, dude. Cause you know, bo- both of us at some point in our life, we've been overweight, but yeah. you know, how hard is it to get that fat? Like even for a woman, like w- like men weigh more than women. So like when, they, right. when you, like a guy is 300 more pounds, bone density and more, muscle density. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so it is way harder for a woman to be 300 pounds than a man. So and she's young. It's not like she's old and blew out her knees and like, is having trouble. Actually yeah. Yeah. Walking. She, she could get on, you know, well, yeah, and, it, and it's not like she's like 50 years old and she was kind of bigger when she was young. And then she just mm-hmm. got old and just like, uh, the, the singer for heart, like she got yeah. really fat, but she was probably like two twenty, two thirty. Okay. And it's just like, but she's wow, not in her twenties or early. No, she 30s was like, like she was Lizzo. like, she was like 60 something when that happened. And she probably had 
uh, multiple children. Um, uh, let, let's let's find out. Because I'm looking at her here, like you can tell, like yeah, she she's she's like you look at her and you're like, yeah, but from heart. Yeah, and it's like yeah, you're fat, but it's nothing compared to Lizzo. She's probably like 200 pounds. Maybe like one. And she's not doing butt dances in front of people and you know parading herself no, like uh, a sexual icon. No, uh, Nancy still looks good. No, yeah, she's seventy-two years old. Let's see how many like personal life. How many? She has to have children, dude. She's gotta. Does Lizzo have children? <laughs> Is that a serious <laughs> question? There are no stupid questions, but that one was pretty stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just assumed you were joking. Yeah, it was. Oh, it looks like she doesn't have children. All right, no health. She, oh, she was overweight as a child. And she would starve herself using diet pills. And then, so when she got bigger, she just let her weight come back. Yeah, but she's probably like, if I, you look at this picture of her, um, this from 2002, she probably like, maybe like 150 or 160. Like she looks like, like a 72 year old woman might look mm. like she's looks like she's like old overweight. Not that bad. Where yeah, Lizzo. I I didn't even look up how old Lizzo is. If I had to guess, oh yeah, Lizzo's thirty four, thirty five, thirty four. Okay, thirty five, thirty five. Same as Rihanna. Yeah. Why isn't Rihanna three hundred pounds? She's starting to have babies, so maybe she'll let it go. That's true. Will her children have herpes as well? I know you can pass down uh, HIV that way. I don't uh, know. If, I don't know kids. if Rihanna has HIV. I, I oh, yeah, I don't know, but I don't know about the herpes. It's possible. Okay, so there was a website where um, you could find out if uh, like which celebrities have herpes. Okay, so I found this from okay, Court, didn't we, Courthouse didn't, didn't News we Service go, right here. Yeah, I I I touched uh, on it, but um, I didn't I didn't have any confirmation. That was just a thing that I heard and I believed it. Alleged no, Chris go, Brown says <laughs> Rihanna gave him an STD. Uh, Nashville CN in a $10 million pro se complaint. A man who calls himself Christopher Brown claims Rihanna gave him herpes and beat and beat herself <laughs> up to make it look like he assaulted her. Now I don't believe that part. I, with what we know about Chris Brown, I believe Chris Brown beat her within an inch of her life, but I also believe oh, wow. that, um, that she gave him herpes because I heard that Jay-Z had herpes and Jay-Z was overseeing Rihanna's music. And, um, there's pictures of them too, to like close together. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's not much of a stretch to believe. And it's, it's also the stuff. It's the entertainment industry. That's how this yeah, works. Yeah. I think they all pass around. They all go together. I mean, well, yeah, I mean that, that's how, okay. It says right here, Rihanna finally reveals Jay-Z gave her herpes. They're actually yeah. confirming it. I see a bunch of things that say that. Yeah, because I see this from 2009. Did Rihanna give Chris Brown herpes? 2009, uh, did he give herpes? Hip-hop rumor mill sheds lights on STDs. But I see 2023, Rihanna finally reveals Jay-Z gave her herpes. Rihanna exposes Jay-Z for giving her herpes. That's in 2023. Rihanna finally reveals Jay-Z gave her herpes. And yeah, these are all within a day of each other. So yeah, so it looks like that's true. That was a thing that I heard and I, and I believed it because the, the, these whole industries, they're so incestuous. They, they, they just pass these people around. Yeah, and, absolutely. 
Yeah, like like uh, and and do you do you want that hundred billion dollars? This this is what you have to do to do it. Like Jay Z's got to be worth like over a billion, right? I mean, I, I say oh, that's probably well, yeah, him and question. Beyonce. Yeah, two point five billion. Yeah. So yeah, that's the billionaire. You want that hundred yeah, million dollars? You're getting the herpes mm-hmm. from Jay Z. That's there it. You. Yeah, and you're For self and you're, and you're self made. Got the herpes? Okay. Uh, can herpes be passed down <laughs> to babies? I need to know this. The herpes simplex virus can be transmis- transmitted from a mother to her baby before, during, or after birth. If you had a history of herpes, Rihanna, make sure to let your thanks, doctor mom. know before you give birth. Yeah, thanks, Jay-Z. Thanks, Mom. Thanks for being such a, a, a whore with, with no morals that you cheated on your boyfriend causing, think about this. So Jay-Z, he sleeps around with all these women. Beyonce is one of the biggest frauds in in history. Okay. She is like, oh, I'm this wholesome blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. Like you're with a, like a serial adulterer. Give me a break. Like, you know how hard it is to get herpes? Like if you are monogamous, you will never get herpes. Okay. Like that's it. That's the truth. You got one person stick with them. You're not going to worry about, like, you're not just one day. You're not going to wake up and just, Hey, I got herpes. Oh, me too. I guess we, neither of us were clean. That's not how it works. Okay. That's not how it works. You're, you're not going to get it. So if he, if he got herpes, then it's from all the women that he's been with or men, the you know? dirty women. Oh yeah. Or, yeah. Well, you know, who knows? Who knows? So, who knows? so she, she. She put her life in danger with herpes, which causes various cancers and Alzheimer's. Mm. And while she was dating Chris Brown, mm. who is, who is the boogeyman? Yes. She gave the boogeyman herpes. Him off. No, she, and she did. And she gave him a good reason to beat her. Like, oh, you put me in risk of, of having cancer and, and Alzheimer's to have, to have per- meaningless sex with some <laughs> guy. And Chris Brown was probably thinking too. I mean, I don't care about this, but he's probably like, Hey, now I can't do music with Jay Z because he's banging my girl. Oh uh, I, yeah. I'm sure he's know, not like, there's, Hey, there's probably a ton of money, you know? Yeah. Like, he's probably not, not like, I want to do business with. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably not <laughs> like, I, I can let that slide because no. my career is worth it, but it was to her. Yes. Filthy whore. You're disgusting. Mm-hmm. Rihanna, you're, you're disgusting. Awful, awful, awful. I hope Wapa with a chopper writes a song about you. And she is such a hypocrite too, because she did that huge show, um, at the Super Bowl this past, uh, on what was it? February, February 12th. Um, and you know, I'm reading this article and it's saying, you know, Rihanna had earlier, um, said she turned down a similar opportunity for the 2019 Super Bowl that was ultimately headlined by Maroon 5. Um, and at the time, um, many artists voiced support for Colin Kaepernick. Um, and then she goes on to say, I couldn't dare do that for what uh, Rihanna told Vogue in 2019. Who gains from that? Uh, you know, not my people. I just couldn't be a sellout. I couldn't be an enabler. There's things within that organization that I do not agree with at all. She's talking about the San Francisco uh, 49ers. 
and it, I was it, not and about what, to go was, and was be of thing, service to them in any way. Was it because yeah. they they let Colin Kaepernick go? Is that what she was talking about? Or I think so. And but the weird thing is that Colin Kaepernick actually, after he was released, he he sued the NFL, and then he was upset that they wouldn't give him a tryout. So it's like you sue your employer and then you ask for your job back. It doesn't yeah, really work a, that way. And they still gave him a tryout too. It's like, no, and well, well, hold on, hold on. Good. It's not, no, he sucked. No, it's not just that, um, like, um, they didn't give him a tryout. It was, he sued them and then he got mad that they wouldn't give him his job. Back. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what, what, what do you mean? It's like, well, the last time we gave you a job. Uh, you caused a lot of problems uh, in addition to all the turnovers you caused. And, um, and we're not going to bring you back so you can sue us again. You stupid, yeah. stupid head. You're bad for business. Yeah. That guy. Yeah, it's sucks. funny that it's funny that in 2019, you know, it said that NFL partnered with rock nation, um, which manages Rihanna. So Jay-Z manages Rihanna. Um, and, and rock nation helps pick the performers for the Super Bowl and strategize on the halftime show. The widely acclaimed 2022 halftime show featured Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar, and Mary J. Blige. I can only imagine if my grandparents were still alive and, and I was sitting watching. Oh, they'd be that, confused. That show with them. Yeah, oh. They were yeah. people that fought for our country in World War II. Like my grandma was, I think, in Nagasaki a couple weeks after the atom bomb was dropped. She was a nurse in the, in the war. She was, the she was, she like, was, wa- you know she was checking out her handiwork. Yeah, exactly. No, the sweetest woman ever. It's like we lost. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with with this type of crap. Like the stuff's going on at the Grammys too. I think was it Meg The Stallion and Cardi B were doing some show in twenty twenty one. Well, well like, they have that song together. It's a family right? friendly. Yeah, they do. Is and it? It was the number one song in the world. I'm pretty sure. It was and then Meg and then Meg The Stallion got shot by Tory Lanez. Oh yeah, we because he wanted her to that. dance and and she didn't dance. And, and they were like they spider. were playing they were playing cow yeah they were playing Goodfellas. <laughs> like they're playing Goodfellas with the uh, with Christopher from The Sopranos. I've never seen that show. Is that, is that good? Oh, it's fantastic. Oh, do do watch. Okay, okay, I love it when one of the Italian guys go, goes into a Starbucks. Wait, in are there there's Italian guys in that? Oh yeah, the Italians. Oh, okay, and they don't like Starbucks because they're like. This is like this cappuccino. This is our stuff. They stole our stuff. Like what the heck? <laughs> That's kind of funny. I, I I I didn't until just now put together that cappuccino is Italian. Oh my gosh! It's like yes, the most yeah, Italian yeah, they got, word they in got, the world. They got pissed. <laughs> they got pissed that like so. I'm like, oh shoot! They they stole our stuff, man. So yeah, I don't 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 go to Starbucks. They they stole from the Italians. No, no, yeah, that's rude. That's the only there. reason to not to not to go there. Yeah, they're fine from a corporate stand stance. Exactly, they're great. They've got yeah. great morals and values. You know, Howard Howard wonderful. Schultz is my hero. <laughs> I can't wait for him to be president. Oh, and that we got the election coming up. That it, well, hey, uh, never. It's never too late. You never know. You never know. Well, you know, I think uh, we're, we we can we can turn in a little early. We we had something and. Um, well, we'll have something big for next week, and we 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 didn't have our our musical guest lined up. He he said he'd do it, but hey, you know some people they're they're lazier, lazier than others. 
It happened. So, so take us home. Well, I hope you enjoyed the Metal Podcast, and we will see you another time, or any time you'll give us. We thank you and stay safe. Thank you and stay safe. Don't say stay. Stay safe. Goodbye, everybody.